When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner on the west side of Los Angeles, Nando Vila. What's up, baby boy? I just want to wish you a very happy birthday. It's still technically your birthday week. Uh, Give us some highlights (laughs) from the celebration, dude. Oh, man. uh, What Uh, happened? Just a quick rundown. Um, A few of my friends um, ended up getting here on Thursday. So on Thursday, I met up with the homies who had a bachelor bachelor party house not too far from my house. Had a couple of drinks with them, went to the Lakers game, and then after that, went to a bar, you know, my favorite spot, Nando, uh, and met up with one of my homies who had flew in from New York. Friday, we did a, a big blowout, must be nice, at the Peppermint Lounge. Shouts to H-Wood. Shouts to Peppermint Lounge. That was Friday. Saturday, we did a day party <laughs> uh, at, at Harriet's in West Hollywood. That was really dope. Shouts to DJ Rells. Shouts to Night Train. Shouts to Jay Rose. All three of them DJed and killed it. And then Sunday, you know, a bunch of homies didn't want to move, but at least three homies was like, fuck that. I want to get the hell out. So I ended up going out again Sunday night, and um, I've been drinking water and eating vegetables basically 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah doing your prayers. You <laughs> yes, <know. laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm paying for my sins, but yeah, it was a great weekend. Um, a lot yeah. of people came came out from home, so I enjoyed myself. But thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, man. So on today's show, Nando, uh, we're gonna talk about. The Starbucks unionization drive that's happening um, via the service workers union, uh, which is obviously amazing for those workers. Uh, they they caught Starbucks by surprise, which is why I think they're getting this thing done. Um, they did some sneaky tactics on their ass, which is great. Uh, we'll talk about the ramifications of that. But first, man, um, there's building momentum 
in the House of Representatives, bipartisan momentum at that, to do a stock ban for members of Congress, Nando. As you know, right now, if you're a member of Congress, you could buy and sell stocks. You can do whatever the hell you want. Like you're subject to the same sort of insider yeah. trading laws, allegedly, that people like you yeah. and I would be subject to from the SEC. But there's no, like, <laughs> even though they wield a disproportionate amount of power in the profitability of a lot of these public companies, they still get to operate as normal citizens do when it comes to stocks, owning stocks, and not just them, people in their family, etc. Uh, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, of course, weeks ago, she was asked this at a press conference and she said her instinct is to trust her, you know, fellow members um, of Congress to be trustworthy with their stocks and their buybacks and you know, kumbaya, like, of course, the, the buying stick is to trust people in Congress. They're going to just do the right thing. They're not going to skew their votes and their legislation towards profitability for the companies that they own stocks in. Oh, no, of course not. Or they wouldn't, or they wouldn't, you know, favor legislation for com or di dissuade people from legislation that would hurt the companies that they're part of. Of course not. These are the members of Congress. There's, there's no corruption there. There's nothing to see there. But there's been a recent push because I guess, you know, according to the New York Times, there's a lot of people that are seeing that they get a lot of support from their constituents with anti-corruption stuff. And so that's bipartisan. Every American sees it and they're just like... These people are so wholly paid for and bought. Something needs to be done about it. Uh, so she's changed her tune to a certain extent, Nando. Um, so what she said is she's she wants to. So what she said with this, what members of Congress are saying, like, yo, we want to just do this right now, ban it, send it, you know, uh, House of Representatives, all that. We want to ban it, get it out of here. She's like, no, the problem, guys, the law doesn't go further, farther enough. Yeah. We want to ban it for the judiciary and this and members of the Federal Reserve Board. And, but it's not going far enough, Nando. But people aren't dumb. They know what she's doing. She's trying to make the bill more complicated so that it's less likely to pass. And if you want to know why, so I can let Nando get in here. Um, Nancy Pelosi's filthy rich, y'all. Uh, last estimates we got, her and her husband are worth something like $300 million. Like 300 M's. This, this is like, she's mega rich person. And uh, there were some people on TikTok who made a lot of money basically mirroring the stock investments of her and her husband. And so this is just a bad look, right? This is a bad look for the the. The second most powerful, no, the third most powerful person, probably the second most powerful person in the entire Democratic Party, you know, as far as elected officials are concerned. Like, it goes Biden, Chuck Schumer, and her. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's just a horrible, horrible look. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, well, it's an old tactic, you know, as you said, that lawmakers would do. It's like, well, no, I oppose this legislation, you know, like I support the spirit of this legislation, but I oppose this specific bill because it doesn't go far enough, you know, for my taste. Uh, I want it to be more. Uh, that is just like that. That happens time and time again. And it's just a cover for to oppose the actual bill. Um, it's you mentioned the people on TikTok. There are trade retail traders like on Wall Street who literally have set up 
firms that just that just mirror Nancy Pelosi's husband's stock picks and they make money, you know, um, because everyone knows that they must know something or they can pass legislation to, to improve. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that like Nancy Pelosi, uh, essentially it has to be bullied into, uh, adopting this begrudgingly, or at least talking about it, um, is just absolutely insane to me. Um, it is like just the, the bare but there's minimum. There's no counterpoint. Decent- there's no, no counterpoint to this. There's no like, oh, well, a group of people are going to lose jobs or, you know, like the stuff that they always go like as like, easy. Yeah, it's easy to understand why we need this. Like you think about something like healthcare legislation where they'd be like, well, there's like hundreds of thousands of workers in the healthcare sector yeah. and people in insurance companies like workers will lose their jobs and X, Y, Z. Like that's typical like that. They could say you can look at it and say it's wow, me and you know, it's bullshit. You can say, all right. They're playing politics, but okay, you can see how somebody who's just not really paying close attention could yeah. be like, that sounds kind of reasonable. This is just, there's no counterpoint to this. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, and it's one of the reasons why, like, this is gaining momentum. I mean, it's funny that the the woman who's, you know, sponsoring the bill is Abigail Spanberger uh, from Virginia, who was the woman who got, became famous for, like, blaming the losses uh, of the Democrats in the last cycle on, on like, you know, AOC and stuff like that. She's like, she's a conservative Democrat, you know, the police she's, or whatever. Defund the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's, she's a conservative Democrat and there definitely are not just conservative Democrats, but Republicans who are going to sign on to this because it's one of those things that, like you said, there is no, there is no political counterpoint. There is no argument that is, that is, just doesn't just come off as like nakedly corrupt. And, um, you know, the fact that Nancy Pelosi, the the leader of the nominally left party uh, in this country is not like, you know, doesn't have the the shame, at least to 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 support this bill um, or to support this or to be like to be forced to support this bill. Um, it just tells you exactly like where our politics is today. It's just so far beyond even the slightest <laughs> hint of any sense of populism, you know, like of no. actual populism. Um like they don't give a shit. Like they just don't give a shit. And um, you know, she can count her millions and you know her twelve refrigerators with you know. I remember that whole thing when she had like the two, you oh know, sub zero refrigerators in her kitchen and <laughs> and and she's running again. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you know, and she's running again. And then of course there was the situation when the pandemic first started where there was an investigation into the the stock buying or selling behavior of certain members of Congress right before the pandemic became very publicly known members of Congress had traded in healthcare stocks. (laughs) Right. And a bunch, I don't support the death penalty, but that's like, you know, that's like you send them to the gulag and, and yeah, 100%. And a lot of worthy of execution. A lot of them made money off of this. And, you know, some of them, especially the lady out in Georgia who got her butt whipped, came out and told her constituents that there was nothing to worry about while also 
going out and profiting off of the information she got in those meetings with the president and, you know, all of these healthcare officials who are like, look, this is what's happening in China. This yeah. shit is 100% coming over here. Yeah. And this woman, instead of warning her constituents and, you know, trying to help them be safe and all of that, she said, no, let me lie for political gain while also on the back end getting the money from it, uh, which, and then the best part, is investigations happen, all of that. She didn't lose her seat. She got voted out of her seat. She didn't lose her seat. She didn't have to resign. She didn't go to prison. Everything was perfectly legal. That was the most disgusting part of it that tells you what the problem is with the system that we currently have. What's going on, guys? You know what it is. New year, new you. I get it. I, 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 we all got it. We all have our New Year's resolutions. One of them is to eat better, right? You want to eat good food, but you also want to spend an arm and a leg. And guess what? HelloFresh can help you with that. They have endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Here's the deal. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you those wait and those long lines where these people don't know how to use a checkout thing. It drives me insane. So I know what you're thinking. So what I mean, I could just go to a restaurant. Guess what? HelloFresh, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. You could save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those 2022 goals of yours. That's right. Whatever it is you're trying to do with that extra money, I don't care. Maybe you open a savings account. Maybe your, your New Year's resolution is to save more money. HelloFresh helps you with that as well. I know going out to a restaurant, as I said, is inconvenient. Particularly, I got a big family, man. It's hard get the kids in the car and go down. No, 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 no. We're going to do HelloFresh at the house. They sent it to my house. We had all types of meals. The, these meals are easy to make. They're delicious. My kids love the pub-style shepherd's pie. They also love the Bravo balsamic chicken, the sun-dried tomato spaghetti. The list goes on and on. Get you some HelloFresh. It's delicious. It is affordable, and it is convenient so this is what i want you to do go to hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-16 and use the code b-o-m-16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts again hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-16 and get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts the promo code is b-o-m-16 Hello Fresh, America's number one meal. Yeah, it's no different from, you know, good old fashioned war profiteering. I mean, I mean, how many Americans have died of COVID? Like well over a million at this point. Um, and they're just profiting off of that death and misery. Uh, it's like, you know, during the Civil War, there was like the, the robber barons got like insanely rich off of like the the war profiteering. People got rich in World War One. People got rich in World War Two. Like just literally like merchants of death uh, profiting off of the death of of, of, of of large number of Americans. And this is the exact same thing that's just, that's just happening in a new form, which is the pandemic and that they get, they know what's coming and they're like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna play the, I'm gonna play the stock market. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and so, you know, we'll see what happens with this bill. Uh, I think there's enough shame and embarrassment involved in it that there's there's legitimate um, momentum for it. And, and again, the fact that it is bipartisan, I think, speaks volumes about just how obviously ridiculous and fucked up this entire endeavor is. Like, this is like, like even Republicans are just like, OK, even my voters, no matter what they think or feel about anything like this doesn't make any sense. There's no way to justify this. So I think, you know, hopefully there might be some some actual actions behind this. And I do think it would make a difference, right? Um, yeah. It would make it a lot harder for them to do this. They could, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Don't get it twisted. The most dedicated people in our Congress will find a way to still profiteer somehow, some way. But now when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you might get, you might get sent to the pokey, which believe it or not is a legitimate deterrent, even to people who can sometimes seem like they're above the law. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just amazing that this has uh, cropped up, and and you know our gracious leader, uh, some idiot on Twitter tried to tell me that, uh, man, literally was like, oh, the people on the right don't hate Pelosi because she's corrupt or this or a hypocrite. They hate her because she gets stuff done. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> you can't yeah. possibly believe that. Like they hate her because she's a super dem. Like, she's okay. a woman, or because she's yeah, a woman yeah. from San Francisco and yeah, whatever. Yeah. This is absurd. Yeah. It's like she's, anyway. I mean, it's just, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. We move on yeah. from some semi good news to some legitimately good news. Um, I read Alex Press in the Jacobin in in Jacobin uh, yesterday about the Starbucks in in Buffalo, three Starbucks franchises in Buffalo unionizing and actually getting that thing on through like the vote went through. And now those are union shops and they about to begin uh, freaking negotiating with these homies. And it wasn't just them. Several shops from Arizona to Buffalo, Nando, have unionized, man. Um, and they've done this under the dark of night, under the nose of the corporate headquarters of Starbucks up there in Seattle uh, with all the swingers. And um, it's it's kind of a, a bit of a miracle, Nando, but also it's in line with what we've been seeing with a lot of these other workers at these huge corporate um, behemoths, whether it be... Hold on, sorry. At these huge corporate behemoths, whether it be... Uh, John Deere, whether it be Kroger, now Starbucks, we've seen it all over the place. And um, again, American politics is so fucking bleak right now, as we just so, you know, clearly told you in the previous segment. But this is legitimate good news. And this is how change happens, right? Like to revive the labor movement. That's how change has always happened in America. It's the only way it'll it, it, not just in America, anywhere is is how progressive change happens is through is through a strong and powerful labor movement. And just, I mean, it's crazy. Starbucks is definitely feeling the heat because had they were had they been able to keep it just at the Buffalo locations, like they could deal with it. They could, you know, they could maybe like close the stores and open new ones down the street or whatever, and they can take the hit and they don't care. But like now that it's spread to like 50, 60, 70 stores, like, I mean, it seems like it's every day it's it's spreading to more stores. Um, now they got a serious problem in their hand. And, and, and as of... Yesterday, it looks like they fired a bunch of workers at a, at a Memphis location who were who were mm. leading a, a, a labor campaign. 
Um, and uh, they filed a uh, petition with the National Labor Relations Board to get reinstated, you know, you know, kind of going on, on on offense. And if there is one thing to be said about this Biden administration, and it was probably like a mistake or something, but that the whatever <laughs> anonymous lawyers they've they've appointed to the NLRB, um, you know, I don't even know their names and like no one does. But I mean, they're out there. It's not like it's secret, but um, they've been way more friendly to labor than than previous NLRBs. Uh, have been certainly the Trump one was just like absolutely heinous, but and the Obama one wasn't great either. But um, the th- this this era of the NLRB has been more friendly. I mean, th- I mean, remember the the shock decision to uh, you know after the Bessemer Alabama uh, Amazon vote uh, lost, the NLRB actually ruled in favor of the workers against Amazon that Amazon had done um, illegal. Uh, campaign tactics, uh, union suppression, and things like that, um, and and ask for a new vote. I mean, that's just that's remarkable that that the NLRB ruled against Amazon with all their massive lawyers and things like that. Um, so yeah, Starbucks is definitely feeling the heat. I mean, it's it's firing firing the workers and uh, in, in this environment like that, it's 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 it reeks of desperation. And it's funny because like when when the Buffalo thing was happening, um, I remember like listening to like the BBC, a BBC segment about it. And Starbucks was like sending some of their top managers from Seattle. Bro, how was Schultz went up there? Went all the way there. Yeah. But now they don't have now they don't have enough top managers to to cover all the stores. So they're like asking lower level managers. But the lower level managers like are often like I these guys are right. Like, what are you talking about? Uh and, and they're like they're, they're subject to the same yeah. exact conditions as the freaking workers yeah. like these guys aren't yeah. big wigs they're not making that much more money they're they're yeah. often overworked when they're over there because they're understaffed and they probably feel underpaid and like they're not yeah. big dogs who get bonuses every single quarter or every single yeah. year they're little guys they're just guys at the store who you know just have a fucking bullshit title to supervise their manager yeah no and and you know howard schultz uh made lots of money uh in yes he did because um uh because starbucks has had like record profits um Mm -hmm. you know and that's the whole thing about like capital versus labor like the money goes to one side or the other you know and uh capital has all the advantages has all the you know the money the institutional support the state support the connections uh, yep. the, best, the connections the best lawyers access to the politicians whatever the only thing that labor has is strength in numbers and it is a single pie and it's it's a matter of how you split the pie whenever one side has more power they take more of the pie and yep. the only way to get more of the pie for yourself is to organize into a union um you know howard schultz is getting massive bonuses and you know a huge salary because he can you know and and he because he can he will um, unless someone is on the other side to stop him. It is an antagonistic rela- relationship. It always is. You know, the relationship between management and labor on some fundamental level is always going to be antagonistic. And the, what the company always tells you is like, no, we can all just be friends. But <laughs> at a certain no, point, can't. the interests are misaligned, you know? No, and, we can't uh, always be friends, especially not at, at an institution like Starbucks. Again, we're talking about a massive, massive organization that employs about, 
I think I saw somewhere online about upwards of 400,000 people are employed by Starbucks all over the world with the majority of that being here in the United States. These are a lot of people. And, you know, you know, and I know if, if there was just a mass strike, they would have, these fools would have to capitulate straight up and down. Like there's just no two ways about it. They would absolutely have to capitulate and come to the table. You know, it's just a matter of getting these workers all on the same page But the fact that, you know, um, so many stores have done it on their own, um, you wonder how quickly this thing can spread because again, it's not like I know Howard Schultz has a private jet, but it's not like he can just be going everywhere yeah. and delivering his awful Holocaust speech where he compares <laughs> he compares the benefits bestowed upon Starbucks employees by the corporation to the blankets that his ancestors had to share in concentration camps. Because the Nazis didn't give out enough blankets in the wintertime. And oftentimes, four or five people had to share blankets. Um, he considers their version of sharing um, in the, the Starbucks record profits to the blankets that were being shared in concentration camps. That was the former CEO of Starbucks. This is what he said to people in Buffalo, Nando. Mind you, again, like these are a bunch of people like, if we're, if they're lucky, some of them are full-time making 40, 50 Gs a year. If they're lucky at this job, this guy who makes billions of dollars is telling them he's giving them the equivalence of a life-saving blanket in a fucking concentration camp during the Holocaust. This is what he thinks. He thinks he's saving your fucking life right now for the privilege of you busting your hump and him getting to exploit your labor. It's... It's beyond cartoonish and ghoulish. It's like, wow, bro. <laughs> do you remember when he was like considering running for president as an Of course I do. Um, which was hilarious. And he basically got so bullied on social media and stuff that he that he backed down every time. And like everyone just like, you know, this was a time when the libs were always like, uh, you know, Trump, he's not even a real billionaire. <laughs> Whatever, which is like the stupidest thing. It's like the stupidest critique of Trump like in the universe. Like Trump, by any stretch of the imagination, is like richer than you or I or anyone we yeah. know. You know, um, like who cares if he's like he's a fake a billionaire or like a hundred million. He's not actually rich, right? You know, he's not actually yeah. loaded. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he only like you know lives in Mar-a-Lago and has a private plane and can right. go wherever he wants and eat any, right. anything he wants and like he lives the life of a rich guy. So who cares? But the point is that like. The liberals were like, he's not even, he's not even a real billionaire. And it's like, we have like all these billionaires on our side who are like good, like like Bloomberg and you know, like Howard Schultz, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, they're like, they are like good liberals and stuff. And they're even actually real billionaires. They have more money than him. You know, like, and if he could do it, uh, you know, why can't we do it on our side? And it's like totally misunderstanding what Trump was, Trump's appeal was. Like Trump's appeal was because he was rich, but also famous. Um, whereas these people are not famous, but um, yeah, they they love to be running for president, the billionaires, uh, because they think like you know they're so surrounded by yes men that they 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 kind of lose they lose complete sight of 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 the real struggles of of, of regular people and like this this Howard Schultz fucking Holocaust anecdote is just a perfect example of that. Like he was just like you know look how brilliant I am. I'm like I'm so smart. This is gonna be awesome. They're gonna love this. And it's like no, nah, dude. Everyone hates you. Yeah, it's man. Again, some of the most ghoulish, ridiculous shit. 
that you'll ever see. But you know, the the fight that the the workers are taking the fight right to Howard Schultz and his fancy, you know, lawyers and execs and underlings and. It's dope to see. Obviously, this is something we'll be watching very closely here because, as you guys know, these kinds of stories are very near and dear to the things we give a fuck about here yeah. at the Woke Bros. But, um, yeah, man, that's um, that's all we got for today. Uh, as y'all know, these episodes have been lean as fuck because there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's, yeah. No, yeah. there's nothing being passed. There's no, like... there's no crazy supreme court case that we need to be following blow by blow um obviously build back better got extinguished by the corporate dems um yeah so it is what it is this is what we got for you guys um but yeah yeah, we'll see you guys next week um appreciate you guys make sure you subscribe to the patreon if you can that's a cup of coffee from starbucks every single month if you (laughs) get a chance um and please 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 check out all the other count the dings offerings uh we're out of here peace love you